Hey folks, we have another multi-parter for you. If you haven't listened to Chester Lampkin's first episode, go back and listen to last week. I've known Chester for over 10 years, so we had to take our time with this one and, you know, just get go on and on and on and recap memories. It might be a little intense, but he's also a broadcast meteorologist. So he is on point with the answers and his professionalism and just staying on track and giving me what I asked for. So he really upped my game as a podcaster, if I'm being honest. So I'm just going to spread out his interview because I want to appear cooler and way more prepared than normal. Anyway, this is part two. Enjoy. Oh, hi. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky ones that got out and all the good, bad and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work, or I used to work, at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles, and at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So, let's eat! We are back, and now it is time for the entrees. Okay, Chester, this is the speedy speed round of questions. Feel free to tell stories. Feel free to interject. Whatever you can think of, I'm sure everyone would be excited to hear because you've alluded to a couple jobs, and I absolutely have to know about McDonald's. But (laughs) the first question is, what was your first job ever, ever, ever? Oh, boy. Um, Okay, honestly, my first job, I got really lucky. Well, lucky, I don't know. How do you say it? There was this program in St. Louis. uh, It was called the St. Louis Internship Program, okay? So I'm not going to talk too much about this job because honestly, the job was kind of boring, but it was my first job. Um, I got to work in a state of Missouri office in downtown St. Louis. So it was during the summer after my junior year, I guess it would have been. I don't know. Remember. Whatever. I was 16. I didn't know anything. And I would like ride the bus or the we have a light rail system in St. Louis, ride the bus or the Metrolink downtown. I worked in a downtown office. So I like got to be like a miniature adult for like a summer. I had a tie tie, which Ooh. I hated. <laughs> and I'm a broadcast meteorologist. So like I have had to wear a tie Living almost every tie. day for my entire career. <laughs> Though for for the pandemic, I've been going tieless. Oh so no. Hey oh Okay, Hey-o. what was your first customer service job? Okay, so, yeah, that job wasn't much of a customer service job. That was a I cool job, though. McDonald's. Oh, Mickey D's. Mickey D's was the first. Okay. At Macca's, as they call it in New Zealand, Macca's. Do they call it that? So, That's funny. Um, yeah, 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 I know. We still, I still call it that with my partners. That's Macca's. cute. So you, what did you do there? What was your role? Okay, so I, I was I was flipping burgers in my first job. Like, literally? So, literally, flipping oh, burgers. Awesome. Okay. And... So, you know, I did that part-time while I was in high school. Um, oh. I've, I've worked literally since I was 16. Like, I've had very few breaks. I don't get, I don't know. You're just anyway, a hard worker. That's a good thing. You're a hard worker. It's not a bad Something thing. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you work at McDonald's. Um, did you, how long did you, what was your tenure there? So that was about a year and some change uh, up until before college. Yeah, I guess I would have been throughout my junior and senior year. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, how many customer service jobs have you had? Let's let's too go many. Through. Let's go. Too let's, many. let's do it. Come on. I, I don't think I'm going to break break your record for how many customer <laughs> service jobs on the podcast, but I'm going for it as varied as as possible. Okay. So I've worked at we got McDonald's as one. McDonald's. Okay. Um, I I worked at what was my next customer service? The Muni in St. Louis. So for anyone who knows St. Louis outdoor theater, right? Amazing place. You can see some fantastic shows. Um, I worked in the the concession stand there so i got to do that for a summer after high school before college okay i worked at 
throwing it back old school. Sam Goody music. What up, That's Sam right. Goody? Oh, R.I.P. I know. That's sad. I know. They're gone. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what'd you do with Sam Goody? I was slinging CDs. No, yeah, Woo! I just worked, you know, I was you just... You were just, a, like, retail? Yeah, just okay. retail. Okay. First first of a few retail jobs. Okay, so with Sam Goody, what's next? Ah, uh, see, what else did I do? Um, I did a, a variety of college on-campus jobs. So, you know, it's it's kind of customer service. Yes, it absolutely like is. It absolutely geared, is. Geared towards, you know, just specific a specific audience. So, you know, I worked at a couple front desks in some of the dorms. Okay. I worked at a front desk slash mail room on campus for a couple summers. I did that for a couple summers. You were an RA, uh, I think being an RA I was an counts. RA for a couple years, yeah. And I also worked at a, at the nursing school as a desk worker as well. Yeah, on the med- medical campus at St. Lucia University. So I, I did that for several months Jesus. of a school year. I know. We're up to nine. Yeah, some of those jobs, by the way, I did while I was still working at Sam Goody. I would work Sam Goody like part. And I worked at Sam Goody two different locations. Chester, how like how did you not flunk out of school? Like the, the demand at school was so intense. Like I worked senior I, year and I was like, I'm going to kill myself. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how I did not flunk out of school because I, I was working a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Like I thrive in busyness, yeah. but I don't thrive in that kind of busyness. It was too much. It was too much. All yeah. right, so we're we're up to nine. Keep going. Okay. What else? What else did we do? Okay. So and P.S. Meteorology one thousand percent counts as customer service. So we're gonna add up all the little <laughs> the little meteorology <laughs> jobs. So just oh, be prepared, gosh. audience. Uh, well, and then uh, yeah, we can we'll get to that in a second. All yeah. right. So then then I worked at a couple unique places. Um, one was. I worked for a regional airline. That's cool you know, as fuck. Like, what, what, like, doing what? what? Were you flying planes? Uh, no. Hell uh. no. <laughs> Man, okay. that would be a d- disaster. Um, <laughs> no, I, I worked, I worked, I threw bags onto airplanes though. Like I was working out. Yeah, I was on the ramp. I was a ramp worker. That is so physically demanding. It was. And I did that for um, a summer and parts of one of my senior years. I don't know. Okay. It's hard to remember. Yeah. I had too many jobs. There was a point where I literally had four jobs. Um, no. One of those school years. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's too many jobs. I know. It was it was crazy. But it was it was like they'll call you if they need you kind of jobs. You know, like, oh, we need you. Okay, I can go in and work a couple shifts, you know, here and there. Yeah. No, but yeah, I did that. So the the customer service job, I mean, the Trans States Airlines, which I just read recently, they just like wrapped up operations. So they don't even Aww. exist, I don't think, anymore, which is bizarre. They uh they were a carrier that that contracted with American Airlines. So oh. actually got yeah, so they were regional airport, I mean uh, airline. So regional airline, I got to uh that was my first time flying actually. I had never flown before I was like twenty or twenty-one or something like that, wow. whatever age I was. And I got to fly for super cheap or free. A lot of it was standby, but I got to fly for free or cheap for like a year plus because of this job. So for that those, was one of the, fruit, the few perks. Yeah. For those of us with wanderlust, it's the thought of having somebody that works in an airline. I'm like, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta absorb a friend that is yeah. going to give me a buddy pass that I uh-huh. can just go all over because I met uh-huh. backpacking. A lot of people who are like, Oh yeah. My like mom works for the airline. So I just, you know, go where I was like, fuck Ugh. you. Like, yes. and they would just one day they'd be like, okay, I'm going to Bali. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to oh. push you off of the plane. I know, I know. All Slap right. you. Yeah. Your- 
All right, so go ahead. So we're up to 10. Regional uh, airline is 10. Hi, regional airline. I worked at a catering business in downtown St. Louis. You and I both work for the same one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did work at that same place. And I did I did that. What was that? That was probably like a year and some change, like where I would uh-huh. work. A lot of... A lot of uh, Sloobies, a lot of us. folks, yeah. Yeah. St. Louis University folks were working there at the same time. Um, Are you comfortable saying the name or would you rather not because of our association? No, I have no problem saying it. It was called Windows on Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, There was also Windows off Washington, which was exceptionally confusing, but they were both a catering company for weddings and weirdness. I understand it. So Mm -mm. anyway, I, you know, that was probably the most restaurant-like position I ever had. Mm -hmm. I never, that's one of the few, I don't know. It was, I got to bartend too there. So did I. I lied and said I had bartending experience and they were like, cool. And they threw me behind the bar. And then I just told, I lied to the guests. I was like, oh no, this bar only serves vodka sodas and like rum and diets. And so So, yeah. So like, oh yeah, no, you couldn't. It was the worst idea. I never got called back because it was like, I was just, I really wanted the bartending money because you could get tipped there. So I was tired of just doing the plate tray passing bullshit yeah, so i was like yeah. no 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 i've definitely bartended before and then just like if people would come up and order a cosmo i'd be like that this bar doesn't have the capabilities for it and they'd look over and they'd be like there's cranberry juice right there and i'd be like yeah no this bar doesn't i can do you vodka cran oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a bad person <laughs> keep hey, going okay do you remember this okay what? can we just talk about windows on washington just for sure. a second or whatever it, it is so intense you know? yes we weren't supposed to get tips like we were supposed to we weren't supposed to be tipped Oh, that's the bartenders right. were not, and I remember that rule. And I'd be like, I like slyly put a, a glass out to get like, any. I was gonna say, like, yeah, I think I definitely got tips doing that. Yep. Though. <laughs> so yeah. we weren't supposed to be, but I was like, Oops. oh, what a bartender! I'm like, if I'm gonna be making drinks, and then you know, you make them a little stronger, and then you just these drunk people just come back to you, you know, correct, so, and give you more money, correct. Hello? Hello, it's the game. It's the game. Whatever. They were making a grip because they were like the only spot in town. Like they were busy constantly. Yeah. And we, they were paying us not great. I mean, for, for then it was okay money, but like it wasn't, we weren't like, it was minimum wage, but maybe like 75 cents over. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you got it based on the years you were there. Blah, blah, blah. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so anyway, catering is 11. Keep going. Oh, goodness gracious. Is that everything? Okay. National Park Service. So that was, I did that for two summers and actually I, you know, I say two summers, but really there was, I did a couple shifts throughout the, my final, my third senior year at St. Louis University, (laughs) my, my, my second victory lap, if you will. Finally, (laughs) I worked a few shifts in between, like during the school year too. Okay. I think at that point, I finally, I think, uh, I finally started quitting jobs at that point. Oh, good. Hero. You you psycho, psycho, psycho. Okay. By the end of the year, I only had like two jobs. so. So what did you do at the park service? I loved that job. I, I really know. Did. It, it was, was cool. So I have a flat hat and everything. Like, yeah. it was such a great job. Okay, so. For the um, shy boy you were, it's crazy that I you know. did this job because this is. I know. Co- All I did was talk to people, too. Yeah. And it was great. I was, I worked in interpretation. So basically, um, they have their park rangers, they're divided up into sort of the interpreters who basically interpret history, you know. And so they're basically like history nerds and or history buffs. And that's what a lot of the park rangers do. That's who you mostly interact with at the park service. And then there's like law enforcement and then there's a couple other things. So I definitely have, you don't want to put a gun anywhere near me. I'm nothing <laughs> like I, it's terrible. <laughs> All right. So, um, I, yeah, I did that. It counted. It actually is a history internship 
helped me get my history degree that first su- summer. That slew was generous with that because my yeah. The, anyway, go ahead. Okay, so so uh, at the parks department though, you acted as uh, a historical interpreter. Do you speak Tagalog or no? Do you only speak English? No, I don't. No, I don't. I know like oh, okay. three words in Tagalog. I'm oh, like okay. a, the worst Filipino. Ever. No, you're not the worst. I just was curious. I was going to ask if <laughs> as that far was as languages. Like... <laughs> yeah, I'll eat all the food though. You yeah, know, yeah, and I'm, you know, I've been to the Philippines, bomb. but yeah. yeah. Okay, so you were interpreting history, so that didn't mean an extension of languages. That just meant you presented right. sort of you. So would exactly. you have to study a lot of? Because you were by the arch, right? Wasn't that where your yeah, sort we of were zone at, was? Yeah, we were at. So the the arch is a. Uh, part of the national park service so yeah i worked in the museum at the at the arch so i did that for a couple summers i would give tours i went to the top of the arch if anyone's been to the gateway arch went to the top i literally had to go there every day every day i would go to the top of the arch jesus and and if you go up there i'm there it's like little pods okay like you you go up this you're like you look at the arch think about the gateway arch it's like curved so it's not, I mean, not a regular elevator, okay? Mm-mm. It's like this weird oversized dryer, as I like to call it. It's you just like worst. get in and it like takes Ugh. you up and it's like all oh, sounds rickety and stuff like that. Apparently it's safe though. It's but, awful like, though. Cause you're going at a curve though. You're not right. going up straight. Right. And Ugh. then like the pod is curved. So if you're like a tall person, if you're, if you're like at all taller than me, I'm five, eight, if you're at all taller than me, you're like bent over like Mm-mm. this. Mm-mm. You're like your side, your head's crooked. <laughs> No, and it's you're like, in there with four other people, and it's there's no air conditioning, so yeah, and it's summer. It's the so Wonka factory. Sm- it's too much. It was, and some people would literally. I mean, this is kind of a, a side note of a customer service story. Some people would literally go down to get into the into the pods, and would l- literally say, "Nope," when the doors would open, they would just go back and just go get a refund. They oh, meaning not. they would, so you would have to pay to go up. So you right. would, you so they would walk, the doors would open, they'd walk in and they'd be like, hell no. Like, and literally yeah, do I'm a not quick, I'm doing this. Yep. Wow. Uh-huh. And then a few, and uh, you know, we can get, get back to the stories in a second. A few people would come up to the very top and they would go up the stairs. Cause you get off the pod at the gateway arch, you get off this little pod and you, you're crunched in there for seven minutes, eight minutes. You get off, you have to go up this very narrow, steep stairwell and you get up to the top and you're 630 feet off the ground. Okay. Ooh. And people like, they get up there and they're like, no. And they go right back down. Like, I'm like, you just paid like 20 bucks to get up here and you're not going to look out the window. And also you're already up there. Yeah. yeah. You're there. You might as well just go. But people would do it. I'm like, I mean, are you rolling in the dough? Like, I mean, 20 <laughs> bucks, well, that hurts me today. Okay. <laughs> I waste 20 bucks and I'm, I'm doing all right now. It, it hurts. <laughs> Okay, so so you are a historical interpreter. You do that job for yes. a while. Is that whilst you're in college as well as after, mm-hmm. or was that only during right. college? Right. Yeah, a couple was- months after. So I did that for this uh, that second summer. So that's where I worked. That was kind of like my holding place job until I got into TV. That okay. was like my job. So it's for the National Park Service. Like I said, you're working. You're federal government worker, and you know a lot of people say a lot of bad things about government workers. I'll tell you this. There's some lazy freaking park rangers out there. There really are. Okay. There's a few. Okay. But a majority of them are, they really care. You know, they're really good people. They're, they're, they're just nice people and they do care about environment and history and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Right. So I got that job, right? That's my, the job before I was working TV. If you had, if you had paid me annually, if I had stayed in the park service, my annual salary would have been like, 12,000 more than what I got in my first TV job. I hope everyone hears that. <laughs> like, it's, yes. I, I almost, I, I mean, there were times where I thought, well, maybe I'll just stay and work for the park service. And so that I can actually live your life, to, like eat 
you know, peanut butter sandwiches for lunch, you know, like it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. terrible. It's an actual problem. I, I, I like, it makes me so upset. Okay. So you do that for a few months then is, or a few months after college, the, is the next yep. transition then Grand Junction, Colorado? Sure it was. Yeah. I okay. actually, um, you know, as I worked, so I graduated from SLU and then, um, I start working. I had already, I think I had already started back with the, with the park service by graduation time around that time, certainly a week after, cause they're busy. It's the busy season It's summer. So they need people, you know, what is it? Memorial through labor day is like the big, you know, mm-hmm. summer travel season, right? You yeah. know, this, this is before the pandemic, you know, when people were allowed to travel and, what? you know, you didn't have to worry about healing over and dying from a deadly virus, but like we, it's fake. It's know, just the flu. It's just, it's the flu. <laughs> it's no worse than the flu. Get out of here with that. Get anyway. So, uh, I did that, you know, soon as graduation around that time. And I, I, as I was working, I got my resume together. Um, I had, gotten my resume tape i was i don't know how i even got a job because my resume tape was terrible but i i was applying for jobs i was on there was a website um a main website that a lot of tv people would use it was called tvjobs.com still around i don't know how i'm not trying to name drop them because they're they're not paying me anything (laughs) but it still exists and that's where a lot of the media jobs were and so um that's the website i used to find my job it was that and there's like another one called media line or something i don't even remember and I don't remember which one of those websites I found my job, but I found it on there and they actually, okay, Kate. All right. This, let me tell you how bad it was. Okay. <laughs> they, they were like, yes, we want you to come interview, but can you pay for half the flight? Fuck like, off. Not even kidding. They were like, we'll pay for half your flight. Chester. In your hotel. It, it, and I'm like, you're so desperate. You know, you're like, you say yes. Oh I'm like, yeah, I have no choice, you know? Like, I can't drive to Grand Junction. It's like a 20-hour drive from St. Louis, you know? Like, people don't realize how big Colorado is and all the states in between. Kansas. Anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start shit. I have Kansas listeners. Be nice. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to (laughs) crap on Kansas, but I did. Yes, you are. You just did. He's rolling his eyes. He's rolling his eyes so hard right now. Like, they're to the back of my head. Yeah, they are. It's embarrassing. Okay, so Grand Junction is job 13. (laughs) Yeah. Then what's next? Um, yeah, Grand Junction is job 13. Um, Where they make you pay for half of your fucking flight, which is pay, obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> Making just barely above minimum wage. Um, nice. Let's see what else. Then uh, Jeff City, Columbia. So that's 14. Yep. And then um, El Paso, 15. Worked at the NBC affiliate there. I loved El Paso. Underrated, underrated place. Texas is great. Um, yeah, there's some issues yeah. there, but in, in, largely I'm a big fan of yeah. the state. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was right next to New Mexico, which is a beautiful state. Oh, too, New Mexico you know? is so pretty. fun. Yeah. It's people it's sleep so on New Mexico. I love it's New so, Mexico. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We can go on. We can do a podcast about that. Yes, so agreed. Agreed. Another time. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then I went back to Jeff City, Columbia. So okay. I did it. I, like I said, I'm a boomerang employee. So I went back to the same station. Uh, so as the chief meteorologist. So I did that for about a year and some change. Then I got recruited over to St. Louis. Thanks to, uh, again, my former teacher, he was like, you should come here. It's great. You know, you'd fit in. It's your hometown. It makes sense. And it did make sense. Um, and like I said, it always, St. Louis is my, is my heart, but yeah, I worked there for about three and some change. And then, uh, then the New Zealand job, um, which was a little bit different. I wasn't doing live TV anymore. Everything was pre-recorded, but I still was doing, I was, I basically, even though 
English is they speak English there, right? But mm-hmm. it's more of the Queen's English. Sure. So I had to learn some phrases, learn a few things. I had to tone down some of my American phrases and things like that. Yeah, they um, get offended not, over there. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Kiwis are actually really super laid back, but I did have a couple like trolls on online who'd be like, look at this American. Why can't you why you gotta hire this American? You know, the whole xenophobia thing, which is so in fashion these days. Yeah. It was like it was a thing then too. It was just stupid. And it's that like there is an actual explanation for why they had to right. hire an American exactly. to fulfill that slot. And it was like mm-hmm. specific to a, a skill set that you happen to uniquely exactly. have. Exactly. And also English is still your first language. So right. fuck off. And even like, if it weren't, even if it weren't fuck off, but also like extra fuck off. Oh, I'm yeah. crazy. Okay. So New Zealand job, then you came, then St. Louis again, then back to St. Louis okay. uh, where I was the weekday morning meteorologist. And um, yeah, so then, our show started at four thirty, so that was a beast. Having Oof. to be in work at like two, and I would come in around two two fifteen. I just wouldn't go to bed. Like I would just get, I would just be like, I'm third shift, and just. It's, but you have a kid yeah, and a and a I partner, can, so you can't right, do that. Yeah, yeah. If I were, I think if I were like, if I were, if it was just me and I didn't have to be around people, yeah, I probably would have would have done it that way. But I just, it's hard. Yeah, and that's TV. I love the I love the morning show, I, and what I love about mo- morning TV is that you get to be more fun. Sometimes it's it, morning TV people can be obnoxious. Sure, I, I totally get it because I've probably been that person at times. But like you know, I got to wake up every day and like kind of talk about something that I'm excited about, you know, and mm-hmm. that was really cool. But that schedule is awful. awful. It is a beast. Our producers, the people who put together our show, and some of those folks would come in at 11 o'clock the night before and start their shift. I mean, and that's third shift. Like now you're That's basically third shift. Yeah, yeah. you're 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 an overnight employee at that right. point. Right. And you don't, you know, and I mean, I I, I don't want to get into I work for that company now, so I'm not going to I'm definitely not going to say anything, you know, that's disparaging and doesn't sound like, like you that. are. Yeah, you're not. But it is tough. It is tough to do that shift. And I think a lot of people who haven't done morning TV news or any shift like that, they just don't understand what it's like. And so they they have expectations. Sometimes, you know, people will want to have meetings in the middle of the day or they want you to get this story for the morning show. And I'm like, how? Do, when do I sleep? Yeah, you I know? mean, that has to be something that's factored. Does the union protect you in that way? Like, are, do they, does it stand up for you in those? Because don't we have to get, we at least have to, we're guaranteed six hours of sleep a night, right? I think, or something like right. that. Yeah, there's a uh, there's certain amounts of time you can't work, you know, um, so many 24s in a row. It has to exactly, be exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, and uh, the thing about it is that each each contract with each TV station is different. So even though mm. I still work for the same company, I work for the I work for Tegna here in in DC. The station that work that I work for in St. Louis is also a Tegna station, but the contract is specific to the TV station. the The local SAG unit, SAG after unit, will negotiate a specific contract with the station based on the market. Because there are a lot of markets where Tegna exists where they don't have. It's not union shop. So there's no company wide policy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it depends on the market. So from the St. Louis Techno job, you, 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 that gets us up to today in DC, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, where now, I am now. Mm-hmm. Now you did not include JCPenney on this list, but I'm adding it now. Can oh, you uh, think uh, of any other simultaneous customer uh, service jobs you have? Yes. Actually, I'm glad you reminded me of that because remember I told you I worked at JCPenney. So that was part time. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Goodness gracious. So I worked at JCPenney part-time for about a year in Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. Big college town. University of Missouri is there or whatever. And then I worked... Oh, before I, I forgot about this job. I actually worked at Sears for a couple months before JCPenney. This is what happens to guests, like especially those of us who have been in customer service forever. Like yeah. I'll get text messages the next day after an interview. It was like, oh, my God, I forgot these three. And then uh-huh. I have to do like a programming note, like actual total 36 or whatever <laughs> the hell. <laughs> OK, so you worked at Sears for a minute, then JCPenney. Yeah. Did you have any other like weird part time customer service jobs? Peppered it was in there? One more, one more. So my final part-time job, and knock on wood, I've not had a part-time job since. I worked at a bank and as oh, a teller. Oh, I have heard that is awful. Uh, it Well, I actually had a good experience. And the reason why is because the bank I worked at was not busy. There were times where I would go like 45 minutes without a customer. Oh, okay. It was sweet. It was sweet. It's pretty boring, though. You probably weren't allowed to be on your phone. Yeah, uh, no, I couldn't. Uh, and, you know, that was before... Smartphones? Was that before smartphones? Or, I don't even remember. Yeah, that was before smartphones. Well, Grandpa, what'd you do? What'd you oh do? But when, there weren't 40, when there was 45 minutes of nothing, would you just chat with your coworkers? What if they sucked? Uh, I mean, sometimes. I mean, I, there was some work I had to do. I had to do other non... Tellery things. Yeah, okay. non customer facing things but um i did get to screw around on the internet a little bit a little bit of that okay um, thankfully the internet had already been invented what's so. ask jeeves <laughs> yeah exactly i'm gonna leave an like, away message on my aim mapquest.com you know <laughs> at the bank be back soon <laughs> yeah brb um yeah so i uh i did that and i think i read a lot um, oh that's cool home. When I used to be able to read, that's before mm. I had a child. Nah, you know, had to... Kids ruin everything. I've said it on this podcast yeah, before. I'll say it again. Like they're like they're like the best thing, and also they like I get nothing. Drain like your that. life. Yeah, it's like a child climbing on me all the time. And we only have one, <laughs> so I don't know how people with more than one do it. I just oh, God bless no them, especially now. Okay, mm-hmm. so your your rounded out total was twenty three for oh. your customer service jobs. So that is okay. that's a lot considering that you are a boomeranger. I still counted when you would go back and forth, but yeah, that's a fair, that. you know, that's a lot of jobs. 23 yeah. or up to it. Yeah. Okay. So of all of those and obviously your current employer is, you know, your current favorite because of Clearly. course because that's obviously either they're doing big things for you, but of the jobs you've mentioned minus your current employer, what was your favorite of all of those jobs? Hands down, the New Zealand job, hands down. I and, figured. I mean, uh, to be fair, a lot of it was because it was such an amazing place. Oh, but yeah. I'll tell you this, and I think you will you will appreciate this, okay? You certainly will. It was 8 to 5, okay? Monday through Friday. I had all the weekends off, all the holidays off. I I had five weeks of vacation. It was... I mean, I know a lot of people are like, what? Eight to five. That's so in my world, that is a gem. That is a gem. And to have it defined Mm -hmm. and to get five weeks of vacation and entertainment is like unheard of unless you're between gigs. Exactly. And it just, it was just, it was perfect, you know, like in, in that sense. Sure. Um, the, you know, I, I wasn't going to get rich off of that job. Sure. It certainly wasn't, but I got to do, I got to be around really smart meteorologists, you know, and at my core, I, I consider to be, you know, I don't 
like to say I'm a scientist. I'm more like an applied scientist, someone who applies because like I have a science background, so I can apply that knowledge to my job. So Mm -hmm. I like to say I'm an applied scientist. Like I'm not going to further research. I'm not going to make like I'm not going to come up with the next conceptual model about cold fronts or something like that. But (laughs) I don't know, Chester, you might. I'm, no, probably not. But I, <laughs> I maybe I'll maybe you know I'll inspire someone else to go into this business, and that next person will be the next super egghead, you know, sure. meteorologist that comes up with the next big amazing thing, you know. But I am I'm certainly I certainly was thankful because I got to work with really smart media other meteorologists who were certainly just really smart people. I learned a lot from them, you know, mm-hmm. and I still got to do my weather thing, and I got to. I got to present weather because, you know, they call them presenters down there. Like here, we're not really presenters. They were just like an anchor or whatever. But they're presenters because, you know, it's very British, you know. I can't do a British accent. Otherwise, Presenting. I, You're presenting uh, the news. Yeah, exactly. The weather. I, I, that, was, that was good. That was perfect. Yeah. So they, uh, the presenter, I got to present the weather in the southern hemisphere where it's summer in December, you know, and winter in July. And I got to do it in a in a unique place with this beautiful landscape. And I got to, I learned some skills down there. You know, I learned a little bit about meteorology. I learned a little bit about languages. Like I don't, I will never claim to know how to speak Maori, but the Maori language is a Polynesian language. And I got to, I learned how to at least pronounce things properly. Like I kind of get how their words are structured now. So like I got to learn a lot of cool amazing things things i would have never in a million years would have ever learned working in the states and you also had the dopest cutest little house like apartment (laughs) house area and like great neighbors and you just lived on this cute little hill that was right by a grocery store like you were it was such a like it just felt like there was an ease in the whole of of that part of the world that i feel like is missing elsewhere and i think that there is a bit of that island sort of easy breezy kind of thing, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also it is very much built into the culture to like make eye contact and get to know people. I just, I mean, I, yeah. I didn't get island fever when I was there and I get island fever in like Hawaii. I got it in Bali. Like I don't mm-hmm. get it or I didn't get it in New Zealand because it yeah. just felt inclusive as opposed to is. pushing you out. Right. So, yeah. Right. And I mean, there's no, you know, every place has its ups and downs. I'm not sure. going to say that. It's a perfect place, but it is, it is very welcoming, you know, in general, it is, a, a, I feel like it's a fairly inclusive society. Yeah, um, I you know, agree. There's a lot, a lot of good down there, but there's, you know, like I said, there's, there's other things about it that may not be perfect. So, sure. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's made it up that. of people that happens. Yeah. Okay. People and people can be, you know, kind of big. Kind of people-y. Okay. What's yeah, your, kind of what's your least favorite of all of those customer service jobs? Ugh. <sighs> You don't say Gosh. windows, I'm gonna kill you. No, I'm just kidding. Say whatever. No, really. Honestly, honestly, like that. That was probably my one of my most exhausting jobs. Oh, it's yeah. Catering is yeah. hard as fuck. <laughs> like it's, it, it kicks your ass. It's, yeah, it's very shitty. It yeah, it really is. Yeah, but I think hands down has to be McDonald's. Oh and, sure. And it's not. I I will admit again. You know, I I don't want to piss off Ronald McDonald or anything. Well, he is listening. I, I couldn't eat the eat the food for a year afterward, but now I can because I, you know, the French fries. I can't stop them anyway. Well, but that's uh, very, 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 very common for anyone I I know or have spoken to that worked in fast food. 
the sort of once you see how the sausage is made, but you also have to keep smelling it. Yes. Like, I mean, apparently that smell will make you sick after yep. a while, after some time. But then eventually uh-huh. the smell comes back as like, eee, I want Yeah, it. exactly. It's like, oh, I'm addicted again, you know? Um, yeah, but anybody that's like worked there or like Abercrombie, I hear that like when you walk, when you're done with an Abercrombie run, you absolutely, if you, if anybody walks by with any cologne that they ever sell or pump into the air, they're like, you actually get physically ill. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Okay, so McD- McDonald's was your least favorite. Why? You know, you just referred to the smell thing. Yeah. I literally would leave there smelling like the place. And it just, it follows you. It's like a, a, a funk that just like gets into your pores. And you, I mean, if you don't take a shower after working there, you're a disgusting human being because you have to get that smell off you. It is Ugh. And the thing is, though, and like I said, I, I definitely will eat it now. But like, you know, after a while, I was just like, oh, my God, I just can't I can't do this food place anymore. It was it's a it's a if you feel like a ball of grease, like it feels like there's just a layer of grease on your body. I don't know if this is when you leave the restaurant restaurant. I yeah. don't know if this was your experience and I don't want to put this, if this wasn't yours, say no, but I find that there is a definite distinction. And like, I think in customer service, we get shit on a lot just mm-hmm. by nature of the job, but I mm-hmm. feel like there is a distinction with how fast food employees are treated and the lack of yes. respect for how actually insanely hard turning shit over all day right. as quickly as possible actually right. is. And yes. like flipping a thousand burgers in a day is actually really fucking hard. Yes, physically and physically mentally and taxing. mentally yeah. taxing. Yes, because because uh-huh. you have to try and keep yourself engaged in it. And I think that right. that I mean, and imagine like doing that over and over, and people thinking that your job just is kind of like, oh, whatever, I could do that. And it's like right. you may be able to handle the physicality of flipping over a burger, but can you handle the mental side of that? Doing the same mm-hmm. shit over and over every day, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and getting shit on by people. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know that I could. I saw numerous customers, and this, thankfully, this never happened to me, really, but I saw numerous customers verbally abuse my coworkers. It's assault. Who, in, for over, you know, a missing thing of French fries or, like, you know, the wrong soda. It's just like... Bro. I mean, come on. Is your life that bad that you get that and and you know we don't know where people are coming from but people that may, that's when i first realized and i was like 16 17 i realized how many people are just straight up a holes out there agree you know? and i know none, none of my viewers are like that they're great no. but like the people who who are just out there the general public and you come and crap on a fast food employee of all people like they're getting paid peanuts nothing peanuts nothing yes. you don't even you don't get people don't tip you. Nope. Uh, you get paid crap. Mm-hmm. You get no benefits. And like you're standing in Greece all day, all day. And people and you smell like it. People will throw food at you. Throw food. We'll I've throw seen that. Food. Yep. I've that is. Astounding. You know, this is a time before smartphones, so I got to see a lot of stuff. But I never, you know, like now we see it on TV all the time or whatever. <laughs> people recording. People how, who throws food. What grown human being throws food? At another human being. Are you a toddler? I have a toddler. He doesn't even throw food. <laughs> right? I mean, and it, but it's holding the like, McDonald's to the expectation that's like a Michelin star restaurant. And right. You're paying $5 for something that like is factory produced, essentially. Right, like, exactly. are you? It's worth like 10 cents. If that. By the way. And you're yeah. mad that your Diet Coke is a Sprite for yeah. real? 
I mean, yeah, yeah that, okay. So I am glad that I said that. Cause yeah, I've heard that that is the, that's just the demoralizing oh. part of it. Okay. What is the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst on the clock? Hmm. Weirdest thing I've had to do while on the clock. Um, I, well, this was, this is a job you, I mean, you just have to do it. Um, when I worked at the regional airline, I, I, I loathed this job. I had to, I had to do laboratory duty. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch Hey-o, that. Dad joke like what? He's here um, all night, folks. Yeah, um, so. like drain, drain the shitter. Is that what you mean by <laughs> yes, laboratory duty? Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. I'm yeah, so affected by smells. Like I can't, w- was that your actual only job there? Or was that just one of the things you had to do? So like you would come in to the regional airline, you would come in and then your shift would start and you would just, there'd be a list of what people were doing. Okay. So you'd be like, you may be just like regular ramp work or you may be in the back room or whatever, whatever. And sometimes when you see lav LAV next, if you saw lav next to your name, you're like, fuck. Oh my. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. This actually happened to me one time. Okay. So, you know, remember I was at SLU at time. I was in college, St. Louis university living in, for, for any Billikens who are listening, I was living in Marchetti at the time. And I would take I would take the Metrolink, which is St. Louis Light Rail, to the airport to work, okay? Not every time, because I had a car, but, like, often, because, you know, it was just easier. Just easier. Yeah. yeah, it drops you off right at the airport, and it yeah. wasn't that far from campus. And, I, you know, so anyway, I, took the, I remember I took the train one day and came in. I had lab duty at, at the job at the regional airline. And I was like, oh, Why? And I'm not even kidding. Like my second, my second plane of emptying the labs, I pulled out the hose after having emptied the lab and a whole bunch of gunk spilled on me. No, no, no. Yes. Human uh, waste all up on this body. It was. Chester Ooh. and Chester as a, for the listeners horrifying. who don't know him yet uh he's one of the cleanest humans male or female that I know and Ooh. that is that is oh you poor it's thing it's a nightmare oh nightmare. <laughs> I mean a most bunch of random people's poop and pee and blue liquid on me and I just went to the the guy I don't remember the guy's name the manager who was on duty and he took one look at me and he was just like go home just go home go home so I had to bring this funk with me on. Tell me you to the light. Rail. T- yes, it was a Metro night. Back. Oh, my yes. God. Chester. Back to, yeah, Wait, what happened? Why? What was it like not attached appropriately? Was it not empty? What happened? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I honestly don't remember the specifics, but I will say this. And, you know, like I said, Transstate Airlines has has shut down. So <laughs> may they, they rest. not have the nicest airplanes you know, so mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. kind of rickety, and I don't know about. I mean, they might have been secondhand airplanes. I don't know where they got these planes from, but the specific, like some of these connections between the 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 lavatory cart, as they called it, and the the actual lavatory on the on the airplane, it just wasn't. They weren't good connections. So, bottom line is, just like those people who are throwing your bags around, you think they're like they don't give a shit, and honestly, a lot of them don't. They some of them are nice people. <laughs> Bless your heart. I can't your shit on them. So. Yeah. Like I can't, I cannot yeah. imagine. I mean, that is the most disgusting answer I've gotten. And I've gotten some pretty gross answers. Like I thought getting yeah. barfed on is the worst. No, I would rather be barfed on than experience that what you just yeah. described. 
Yeah, because I remember I, I, you know, I was listening to one of the episodes of, of the podcast, and I remember you talking about that to one of your comedian friends, and I was just like, "Yeah, that sucks." But like, yeah, thinking, I had forgotten about that story until this moment we were talking about it, and yeah, getting airplane crap on you is high up there and one of the worst things that can happen in customer service for sure. Like, oh my I, god, yeah, that awful. that wins, that wins. I don't know how anyone tops that. That's why Someone will top it, but I, I'm happy to be the, the guy who's <laughs> well, on the leaderboard right now. <laughs> yeah, you're winning right now by a long shot. Okay. Um, what's the... Did I already... Wait. Did I ask you what's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst on the clock? Did I ask you this? Yeah, that was Yeah, that was it. That was, that the, was weirdest. the weirdest thing. I've probably had some other strange things, but that was definitely one of the weirdest okay. things. Okay. Why did I skip? I skipped something. All right. Um, was there an incident that made them ask to speak to your manager at any point? Man, you know, I, I, I'd have to really think about that. I was, of all things, I really am in general kind of a goody two-shoe. Yeah. You you're know, a like, likable dude. So I can't I, imagine. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't like ruffling feathers. So sometimes I have it. That's almost to a fault sometimes, you know, like sometimes I'm like, I'm so non-confrontational that I don't even want. So I don't think there's any specific time I can think of. There's just one incident. There's one little incident I remember. And I was 16 at the time. So I probably should not have been even doing this job. But when I was working at the uh, the state office, that was my literally my first job I told you about. Um, I would have to answer the phone sometimes. And there were om- people who called were almost always attorneys. Because I worked in in a workman's, workman's, I don't know what the politically ter- correct term. It, back then it was called the Division of Workmen's Compensation. So I don't know if it's workers' compensation now. It probably, oh, you know, I got you. I see what you mean. Back then yeah. It, it okay. was workmen's compensation, I think, back then. That was in, in the 90s or whatever. And one time this lady called and was asking for something. And I put the phone down, but I didn't actually put it on hold. And like, I totally disparaged her to my coworker. I mean, I was a 16 year old yeah. kid. Like yeah. I should not have been answering these phones in the first place. Hello. But I was. And then they heard, then the, my coworker went and talked and they heard, they had an exchange. And was, I was just like, looking back, I was like, Oh my gosh, that is like, I should not No, Don't let teenagers handle in important case information no. about per- people's work workmen's or work workers compensation that's and insane you're 16 that's insane that's insane i okay. don't know why they let me do that job that was not a good idea <laughs> well i am going to amend something then that does count as customer service answering phones there and i didn't put that on the list so 24 oh. is your final number oh, actually 24 good yeah because yeah, i i did yeah i i mean in general i had to deal with almost exclusively uh, my coworkers and a few attorneys but yeah, I did have to, a few people would call about their case, like random people. And they would like, yeah, they would call and be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm trying to find out what's happening with this. And I'm like, okay, what's your social security number? What's all this? Like I had to like get all this deep information about That's them. insane. I know. And you're 16. Okay. I was 16. I had no, I, I, I didn't know anything. Okay. What was the last straw that got you out of any of those customer service jobs? Mm. Cause you're, I mean, I, you're still in it. You're still yeah. in customer service. Cause normally this question is like, you know, how'd you get out of customer service, but the yeah. job you do is customer service. So yeah, what I do now is customer service, but it certainly is like, you know, it's a, perf- it's, it's definitely a professional job. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's performance. It's professional. It's like, there's a certain barrier. Like there's something about it. That's certainly different than working like in retail. I mean, you know, I always think about retail or people who like work at call centers and stuff like that. But you know, this is a different type of work, but, but what finally got me out of that 
that public facing retail slash I'm literally face to face with you kind of job was really the fact that I finally got paid decently, sure. honestly. And by decently, I mean more than $30,000 a year. Like it was just- <laughs> Which is so it was, ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that I finally made it to that where I could actually start paying student loans. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a breaking point per se, but once I got out of, once I got out of JCPenney, I think that was my last, I am never, never, ever, like, you know, I worked at the bank actually after that for almost a year. But when I got out of JCPenney, I was like, I am never, ever going back to retail ever, ever. And what it was, you know what it was working that Thanksgiving to Christmas time period. You are not the first retail guest to talk about how, and I Uh agree 100%, that is Uh the worst time to work. It It will burn anybody out. That's why they have seasonal employees. It's not just because they're busier. It's because a lot of their like longstanding rest of the year employees are like, I will not be able to work the holiday season or I will quit. Yeah. What was it that was so hard for you? Well, people were worse. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They are. It's a fact. And I don't understand. I mean, I, I, I want to say I don't understand it. I mean, I kind of get it, but I, I really don't. This is supposed to be a joyful time of year. Exactly. The irony and notwithstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And they were worse. Yes. People, maybe some, maybe these people just didn't shop the rest of the year and like regular customers were just like normal. Uh, and these people just come into the stores like from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I don't know what it is. Maybe. But they're just bad people. I agree with that. And so like, when I finally, like, you know, working at the bank, like, working during the holidays was not a big deal. Um, so I think once I got to, once I got out of retail, I think that was the kicker for me, like, as far as that part of customer service, getting out of that. And I, and I think we live in a different world now, too, because of, for better or for worse, like the Amazon effect and all these other, uh, you know, online shopping, whatever, where that time of year is not quite as important. But it's still, it's still a thing. It really is. Uh, it, I mean, Black Friday st- still exists. People still wait outside. They still want the they best do. deal. They still yeah. like lose their fucking minds. Right. It wasn't as, but it was crazy just a few years ago. I mean, when I was working retail, I, I would have to work. Sometimes I'd have to work at the TV station, you know, like on the Wednesday or that, that prior, like Thanksgiving or something. And then they'd be like, can you come work Black Friday? And I'm like, yeah, after I do my day job, I guess. And I have to come <laughs> work on Black Friday. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. It's too hard, Jester. It's too much. It and then was, you're when, when's your gas tank getting filled? Like it can't, you can't. It's too much it's too much strain. It was. I was yeah, I was killing myself at the time. But, yeah, it's too much. I mean, you know, you have to, you know, for better or for worse, that's the system we're in. Uh, you know, we can talk about trying to get that change, but that's uh, for another podcast. But sure. The idea is that I you know, I had to hustle basically to get it all to pay the bills basically. Yeah. What, have you ever told a customer to fuck off? Oh, that's a great question. I, lo- I love this. I love this part of the, the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, you know, I really have to th- think about that. Um, I don't think. Well, you're a non-confrontational I, person and you're not yeah, a dick. I'm not confrontational. So. so I never really told anyone that. I'm sure I gave people like a little bit of attitude at most. I will remember one one time. I actually, you should not do this. ever. <laughs> this Listening up, kids. Of, Go ahead. I was I was working at um, one of the bigger malls in St. Louis, the St. Louis Galleria, when I was working at the Sam Goody, the first Sam Goody, because I worked at two of them. And that first Sam Goody, I remember sometimes people would steal CDs and DVDs and stuff like that. And we were not supposed to do this, but like I 
would chase people out of the hell yeah chester good for you Uh uh-huh yeah and i remember one time this is the biggest like this is the closest thing to to fuck off i ever said it wasn't really me saying but like this is kind of like the closest thing to it was that like this young kid stole i don't know some cds you know which are basically worth nothing today (laughs) (laughs) r.i.p it's like i've got all these cds and i'm like they're worth like pennies and so anyway he ran out the store and i chased after him but like i i hung back a little bit so he didn't see me so he relaxes yeah he relaxes he starts walking (laughs) and like security comes up and i'm like there he is he's right there and like they totally come in and like busted him or whatever and i was like yeah you know take that sucker that's so like like so cool i was like i got that jerk and i'm like he's probably just some punk kid who like had nothing better to do and like probably can't afford to you know looking back whatever if i've got to no see i don't (laughs) align with this if i gotta pay i'm working my ass off in high school at bob evans for 213 Mm. an hour trying to afford (laughs) my cds below minimum wage is crazy yes like no you you, like i don't i mean i feel sorry to for people to a point but then i'm like come on so good for you i would have been i'm a rule person too i would have been like nope there they are right there yeah exactly yeah i so i but i i probably there's a couple people i i chased after i shouldn't i should have never done that but like that was probably like the worst i never really would have gotten in confrontation with customers i was like i said i was just too nice i really was i mean that's not the worst attribute to have though chester no but you know yeah um, how yeah. many bodily, well, you sort of already answered this. I, I mean, Ugh. I hope, I hope that you only have the, what you've Ugh. answered. How many bodily yeah. fluids have been on your person whilst you're on the clock ever had any blood or anything else or vomit or okay. anything? No, thankfully, uh, none of my jobs have involved vomiting or, or <laughs> blood. Okay, I'm trying good. to think like even in the catering business, like, you know, people would get pretty sloppy hammered. They yeah, would super sloppy. Saw a lot of barf never... there too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I never was barfed on. So Lucky you. There's something to be thankful for. Yeah, you still you still win though with the previous answer. Okay. Um, do you tip? <laughs> Always. How much? Always. Uh I try to tip at least fifteen to twenty. It's more twenty these days, especially with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think I'm definitely closer to twenty. It's because, you know, I, I only I think the only job I ever worked really was that where I got tipped was the catering business. But just like that was enough for me to be like, these people need to be tipped. Even bad customer service, I'm like, I'm still probably going to tip you at least 15%. Okay, so that was my next question. Do you ever not tip then? Or do you tip yeah, all? Yeah, I, if, I, if I don't tip, it's because I forgot to. Like, because wow. I remember there was like one of the podcasts you talked about like tipping baristas or something like that. Because like, you know, we hit up, the Starbucks and then a bunch of local coffee shops all the time around here. And I've, I've, you know, I like to, I, I, I don't know something about just getting coffee, like not in the house is just better than the coffee in the house. It so just true. always is for me. So yeah, true. Yeah. Same. It, you know? So like, I always try to remember it to tip at least a buck or two, but like I said, it's, especially with the pandemic, it's even more so, I think. Yeah, um, you're kind of you're almost like risking your life to go like work at a coffee shop. Like, really? Isn't that nuts? Should... It's that's insane yeah. to me right now. It's I mean, this is we live in a in a very bizarre and in my opinion, unjust world. And that's just the way I feel about it. So. Yeah. Well, it's the upside down right now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been fired from a customer service job? I'm sure the answer is no. No, I. Yeah, yeah I've knock on wood. I've yeah. never been 
fired from a job. I mean, there's still plenty of time. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Here's hoping, Jester. Here's hoping. Okay. Yeah, please, please don't fire me, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Can you think of the worst customer? Now, this can also, uh, caveat to this, this could include, because I the follow-up question I have to this that I added mm-hmm. for you was, since you're regularly on TV, what's the meanest thing a viewer has said about you? So mm. I want to separate the trolls from mm. the worst customer. So can you think of a customer in customer service, maybe even during the holidays, it doesn't have to be, I'm just trying to jog your brain or any sort of worst interaction. I mean, I guess stealing from you where you had to chase someone is pretty bad, but yeah, that's, that's pretty bad, but that was, you know, was there anything at the park service where you were like, Oh, these people. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) no, I, I think most of the, the customer service stuff that I had to deal with, especially like at park service or, um, you know, <laughs> working in the CD store was like pass. It'd be always be passive aggressive stuff that uh. we would do to customers. But the, no, yeah, it's like those little things that you're like you can kind of get away with, you know, because you have a little bit of power in in your little tiny tiny realm bubble. Or yep. <laughs> yeah. So I can I could get to that, but there was never there was there's no customer that like stands out to me at this time that where I was just like, well, that's good. Oh my. No, yeah, I'm glad never, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm very fortunate in that in that realm. I didn't have to deal with that. Uh, but yeah, in TV, I've had to deal with a lot of trolls. Yeah, I want to hear about it. <laughs> Give me just two of the best worst comments you've gotten. Yeah, uh, and I used to I used to clip them. That's how how many I used to get. But as I've gotten clip them, like put them together in like a a reel or just, something. I would no. I would just like save little snippets. You know, oh like, right, right, right. Like oh my gosh, what a what a what a tool you know this person yeah. was or whatever yeah one that comes to mind okay so i i actually i like telling this story but uh with the caveat that i don't ever ever want to interrupt people's television viewing for no reason okay but you know in severe weather situations often the tv weather folks and tv meteorologists would cut in to programming to talk about tornadoes raining down upon a place, you know? So I had to do that once in St. Louis several years ago. And we had the Kentucky Derby, I think, or the Preakness, one of those. Oh, that's a real specific group of people. The people who love the ponies. People who love the ponies are different folks. They love those ponies, okay? (laughs) They... I mean, if because they financially in, invested, boo. Like most of them, it's like this is. Yeah. So anyway, we we had to cut in. It was me and, and the chief meteorologist at the time had to cut in to one. I I almost want to say it was the Preakness, but whatever. It was one of those, and it was you know we worked for an NBC station. NBC carries all those, so we had to cut in because it was freaking tornado warning. There and also, that's tor- your was, job. And it's it's my job. Okay. Like if we don't tell people about a tornado. Why are we, why do we exist? Also, okay. they could die. You're not being like, yo, look outside. There's some snowflakes on the ground. You're like, right. your house could get blown up. Yeah, literally people could have died. And thankfully nobody did in this particular storm, but there was an actual tornado. And it was it was hitting not in St. Louis, but one of the smaller towns in Southern Illinois, which is part of the St. Louis media market. But still like, Thousands of people were in the path of this storm. So we cut in during all the pre, it was basically the pre-race coverage of it. We actually got off of air for the actual race so they people could see it. And we still got tons of hate emails and tweets and, uh, you know, Twitter was already a thing and posts to our Facebook pages. It was all a lot of 
shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up, blah, 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 stuff like that. That sort of thing from, I'm not even kidding, hundreds of random people. Just random people that I've, you know, I've never met these people, okay? So that was probably one of the worst, like, as far as, like, interactions I've had with our customers, which in our case would be the viewers, where these viewers were just mad at us for covering up. We didn't, like I said, we didn't even cover up the actual race. Like we showed the actual race live in its entirety on our television station and then went back to tornado coverage. And a tornado hit a place. Several people like lost their homes, you know? It's, I mean, that's astounding to me that, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be after all that I've experienced myself Mm -hmm. and all the stories I've heard, but that's just, yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't, I, 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 the sense of entitlement that your Mm -hmm. particular individual experience trumps the collective is, I don't, I will never understand that. That is unfathomable to me. On that note, we're going to get to the good stuff. (laughs) We hope you folks saved room for dessert. What's the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were working? Hmm. Nicest thing. Let's say besides getting decent tips, decent tips is a big deal. That yeah, was, like I said, one. I only had one job where I was tipped, which was that catering business and getting some good tips. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Cause especially cause it was struggling. so inconsistent. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. When you're struggling. Um, did anyone ever like at the park service job, can you tell which job I'm most obsessed with that you've done? <laughs> it's like, I keep yeah, bringing it back to this. Like, tell me more about being a park ranger. I just think it's I have so a flat cool. Hat. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your flat hat. No. Uh, was there anyone that like maybe went to a manager about you or said, you know, complimented your wealth of knowledge about history or, hmm. you know, anything yeah. positive that they went out of their way to do to make your day better? I, th- I would say a lot of people, like after I would do some of my history talks and, I, re- I really don't even think I was that great of a public speaker at the time. I was probably, I mean, I learned a lot of skills from that job. So, and I do a lot of public speaking. I think when people would come and listen to the tour that I presented, I get a, I gave a couple different tours in the museum and I would talk about certain, you know, just history stories or whatever. I think people would say, you know, I really enjoyed that or I learned a lot. That, I think that was probably the most, some of the most positive stuff I got in any of my jobs, but certainly with that particular line of work, um, working for the Park Service. Because honestly, like, you don't have to, like, you can, you do that job, you can kind of do that job and just kind of show up. You can make it a very easy job, the park service, you know, but you know, when you actually put work into like doing research and reading all this stuff and then being able to like come up with a a story to be able to present that to people and people actually enjoy it, you kind of feel good about it. You know, I, in a sense, that's translated to what I do now because I get to talk about the weather all the time. And I hope that I give informative and positive, like a, well, generally positive, performance when I'm doing, when I'm giving and presenting my weather forecast now. And I do, you know, I've gotten some, even here now in DC, a place where people don't really watch local news like they do in some of the smaller, like St. Louis, like people watch local news. And in Mm -hmm. DC, it's like, there's so much news happening here that cable news is actually more viewed than local news, you know, which is bizarre to me because I, you know, yeah, I don't like cable news. Let's just leave Some it. Opinions. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't be working for them anytime soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I've gotten some emails even here. You know, like I've gotten emails at previous jobs and this job where people would say, you know, we really like the way you present the forecast, and that's really nice. Like when you hear stuff like that, or at the park service when they said we really liked your the way you. Told that story, or that was really interesting, and they engage you like there. They would ask you like, 
oh, so why did, you know, Lewis and Clark do this, you know, and what about this? And, you know, who was this person, you know? So it was kind of cool. That's a really neat thing that I hadn't ever thought to do, uh, which would be send an email to people that I think are doing their job well in the front facing sort of camera based industry, like, you know, presenting the weather and how it is effective because it does. It's like getting an email. I mean, it's not the same, but like if I get an email from a listener who's like, you know, I really liked blah, 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 or Mm -hmm. so and so is my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's it's oddly satisfying, especially because it's not like theater where you get immediate feedback and you can see who is watching you or who's listening to you or whatever. And so it is, it is sort of a lovely way to sort of refill the tank and think, Oh, people actually are appreciating my work. They are listening. They're watching. They are whatever to get an email. So that's something I need to be aware of is that when I see someone doing a good job on the news, I should probably (laughs) shoot them an email. Yeah, that's, it is nice. I will say this. Don't, don't call a television station. That is the one thing (laughs) I will never, I'm not even kidding, okay? (laughs) I had a viewer call. We get viewer calls all the time. Now, now, since the pandemic, we're not in the office, so people don't call anymore. But like in all the years before I came into television news, I never once ever, ever thought I should call that weather person up or call that sports anchor up and tell them this or ask them. Never, never, never. So unless you are, you got some juicy story to tell me, or you're telling me you're going to send me a picture about a, a rainbow tornado or something weird, <laughs> don't call the television station. Oh my station. God, you're a nerd. But so, people call, can I just say, people call for personalized forecasts. I'm and sorry? I've had a few, I'm sorry? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to need you to clarify yeah. that. What? Personalized forecasts. And now, some of the some people who call are really, really nice. They might be business owners and stuff like that. And so I'm happy to oblige in that case. But sometimes people are like, I've got I've got this big outdoor event and I've you know my kids soccer game and I mean I, I like I don't get paid to give an individual weather forecast like that's not what I get paid to do but and, but also like not to minimize your wealth of knowledge or what you do but literally yeah. weather.com is, is a thing right you can and type in your zip code and the thing about it is to is also weather is inherently unpredictable. Hello. So I'm not going to be able to tell you, you know, for unless it's a massive storm, like a freaking hurricane, or like I said, an aforementioned, you know, nor'easter, or there's, you know, we're probably not going to be able to tell you exactly what time 10 raindrops is going to hit or <laughs> when their first snowflake will fall when a big storm is coming. We, It's just, it is physically impossible. impossible. There's, there's a thing called the butterfly effect chaos theory, all this stuff, that is real. That's not like some TV show or movie or something. That's not made up. Wait, the butterfly effect is real? It's real. Literally, a a butterfly flapping its wings could have an effect on weather 100,000 miles away. You know, you just don't know. We don't know. We don't know that much about physics and the atmosphere and how things work. There's so many things that go into it. It's amazing what we don't know in science. Like there's the fact that we can predict the weather in general five to seven days in advance, I think is people should consider that to be a miracle. Oh, I think it's magic. I genuinely think it's magic. Because like, I mean, honestly, like I was, I was, okay, I'm, I've been on vacation, you know, I'm on vacation this week, Kate, like the week that we've, we've recorded this. Okay. So I went back and looked at my weather, my forecast sheet. Okay. From a week ago, just to kind of see, I never get to do that. I never, because I'm always too busy. I just want to see how I did on the weather forecast, you know, just how my forecast, because I put together my own forecast every day. And I was looking, I was like, I mean, that was pretty good, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, I did, you know, there was one day where I thought it was going to rain and it didn't, but like, 
for the most part, like my forecast was actually pretty good. And at that moment I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. I kind of know what I'm doing sometimes, you know, because it really is, it's a hard job. There are very few jobs where you're predicting the The future. future. That's literally what you're doing. You're a sorcerer. I didn't even think about that. And then having people be mad at you for predicting it incorrectly. Can I, okay. And can, that is a thing. That is, that is a thing, a, a big thing. People are like, these weather, whenever someone starts ragging on weather. And that, that brings me to a story. Oh, here we go. Can't wait. This is a quick story. You may, you may want to put this back in the other. Yeah, I know. I was thinking uh, that. I was section. like, we're in the positive part. That's all right. Go ahead. Yeah, Tell you me. can always edit it out. Okay. So here's my story. I went to a charity event with uh, a friend of mine. This is in St. Louis years ago. And I went, it was a charity for a woman who, I didn't know her, but May she rest in peace. She she later died. Okay, she had a terminal illness. Okay, this is a charity event. Okay, I went there with this friend of mine, and she introduced me to another person, a friend of hers or someone she knew somehow. I don't know how. And this guy, he said to me, he asked me what I did. I said, oh, you know, I'm a meteorologist. I work. I don't even think I told him I worked in TV. I just told him I was a meteorologist. This jerk. He goes, oh. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't watch the weather. I don't, you guys don't even know what you're doing <sighs> to my face. I'm like, ooh, if I, ooh, like, I, ooh, like, I feel ooh, like ooh, I could, ooh. I could choke you right now. But you know, I, you know, I was just like, well, you know, I mean, what we do is, is, is difficult. I mean, if you think about it, we have to predict the future. He's like, I do that at my job. I already, I do that. And I was like, what, you know, like, well, what kind of work do you do? Oh, I, I'm an admissions counselor at a university. Fuck off. How are you predicting the future? You're going to have kids fail that you admitted Seriously. to your school. You're not predicting the future. Right. He, his argument, and I don't remember the specifics, but I remember him saying something like, well, I have to predict trends and stuff like that. I was like, dude, not the same thing. Trends aren't a prediction. I, trends are I a proof. They're a graph. And now, he was not a viewer, so he wasn't really a customer. I could have choked that guy. I mean... I was never been more insulted in my... I understand. If you want to rag on me, you want to send me a mean tweet or whatever... And be like, you got it wrong, blah, 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 whatever. You do whatever. That's fine. But to say that to my face, to be like that and be like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I have to predict the future in my job, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you don't know anything about what we do. Nothing. You know nothing. But also, who has that kind of time? I can think all day that I know what it is to, I I don't know, be a doctor or collect Mm -hmm. trash Mm -hmm. or be a teacher or be a mother Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. until I am literally walking in the skin of the person doing that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I certainly wasn't, I didn't demean his job. Like I didn't say, I certainly didn't say anything negative. And you could have, you could have been like, student loans are crushing me, dick. (laughs) Like yeah, like, thanks for nothing, yeah. a-hole, you know? But basically, he tried to say, I mean, like, I, I mean, it just, I go back to the point where my job is to predict the future, and that was not his job. I don't even know why he thought he can compare those two. Like, to That's me, it's not just the like, same. It's, it's probably because what you said penetrated, and he didn't have a good response. So the egoic response yeah. is, oh, I do the slave thing. It's like, right. no, 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 sir. It's I'm like, so no, sorry. You're comparing apples to elephants. Yeah. Dude, like, not even close. <laughs> In Japanese, none of this makes sense. Please, yeah, exactly. Please walk just, away from me. Yeah. I just... That's so gross. And to be to be a jerk at a at a charity event too. Oh, I was I'm thinking like, that. I'm like, wait, wait, really? Is this the appropriate time to do this? Like, you're not meeting I, me at a party. Yeah, <laughs> taking it back by that. So anyway, that's my little one of my side stories about these pieces of know, shit. People. Okay, well let's know. let's go back to the positive. Who's the best customer you've ever interacted with? 
I have to say the best customers, I know this is kind of cheesy, but oh, okay. I've, got a, I've done a lot of the school, a lot of the school visits, you know, especially pre-pandemic. <gasps> oh, you would go uh, into schools? Yeah, I would go into schools all the time. And so like, I would see all these cute little kids, you know, <laughs> who like, they'd ask these great questions about weather and stuff like that. They were just, uh, they're they were sweet. And even some of the less cute ones, like the middle and high schoolers, like some of them were actually would be really interested in what I had to say, you know? And like, to me, that was like, that was the coolest part. That was the, those are the best customers because they have this yearning to learn, you know? And even if they think they're too cool to learn, some of them would be like, Hey man, that was really interesting or something like that. Or I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, Hey, TikTok me or something. I don't know what that means, (laughs) but (laughs) I don't have TikTok, but I'm not giving away my information to the To the Chinese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So delightful. I didn't even think it about is. that, that you got to Yeah, it's, it's the best part. I mean, I, I haven't been able to do much of that, obviously, since I've gotten to the DMV. This is what they call the this area. By the way, a lot of people didn't, don't didn't know this, know the DMV. Why? Yeah. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. They call it the oh, DMV. Oh, so it's all sort yeah. of its own. Okay. Weird. So what's the nicest thing a viewer has said about you? Well, I've had multiple people hit on me. Yeah, Chester, <laughs> yeah. hardcore men, flex. Men and women. Good. Um, so, Let them know. Yeah, equal opportunity. Hitting on with me, I guess. Apparently, <laughs> uh, so those. I mean, when it's not creepy. That, yeah, that's, that's kind, a fine you know, line. I've, I've had to rebuff uh, a few few people. Um, most people are, are are just they're general general. They're like, I really, I just really enjoy the way you present weather or like. Some people were like, uh, I, I have this, um, I've had uh, a few people say this to me, like a few women actually were like, my husband will not get their weather from anyone else or something oh, like that. Oh, is like, that the that's sweetest really, thing? That's really nice. Like, that's a really nice thing to say. Or like, um, I've actually had people name name their cat after me. Like, Come that on, Chester. Why is that the cutest thing I've ever heard? Wait. I was just like, wow, that's really cool. That happened in like mid-Missouri and I was in Jeff City, Columbia. And, I, you know, I left. But then I came back and they're like, oh, Chester's still doing well. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. That, that is cat's the, still alive. That is the most ridiculously adorable thing of all time. Yeah. I think, you know, for someone to say to you, going back to sort of how you explain the process of doing it, for someone to say, you know, my husband won't get the weather from anyone else. Well, as you mentioned earlier, you are putting together the forecast, your own yeah. forecast. And so yeah. there is, I didn't know that piece of it. There is something mm-hmm. with the predictability from you as the meteorologist, as, dep- right. as opposed to Bob Smith doing this sort of the weather in the mornings or whatever. That's sure. fascinating. Do you ever, yeah. do you ever contradict what the meteorologist in the morning said? That's a good question. Yeah. I try not to. Um, what if they're wrong? Because, and you know, they're well, going to be yeah, wrong. And that's the thing. Like you have those you have those times where you your instinct or your gut says so it's your shift you own your forecast you you do what you think is best you know and i the thing about it is i will say this when you have a good weather team which you know i feel like i do here and i did in st louis uh, you should be able to trust your team mm. you know so i feel like that even though i'm not the lead meteorologist here I feel like that my chief meteorologist here trusts me to make a good weather forecast so he's not going to say he's not going to call up and say Why'd you forecast that? He's not going to watch a broadcast and say, why'd you say it's going to be 78 tomorrow? It's probably going to be 80. You know, it's, it's, you know, because I have the experience now, there's still a lot I'm learning about since I'm relatively new to the East coast, this part of the East coast, Sure. but still like the fact that I have experience and that I work with a good team and they teach me things. I'm learning things from them and I teach them things. So the fact that we all sort of trust each other, like that helps. So I, yeah, I will contradict 
someone only if I really feel like this is, yeah, oh, this is change. And I'll explain it too. Oh, so you'll say this, you know, earlier it looked as though. Earlier we thought this, but now because weather changed. I mean, like people always say, well, what do I need to get weather every day? I'm like, you don't need to watch the weather every day. But if you really care about something happening Mm -hmm. like five days out, you better be watching every day because weather literally changes every day. So like our forecasts are going to change. Like we can't make a forecast <laughs> five days from now and say, okay, that's it. Washing my hands at this one. And I just Done. walk away. No, like that's not how it works. Conditions change. Like you have to, a hurricane might not exist five days from now, or it may Get exist worse. five days from now when sure. it doesn't, you know? Sure. That, and that happens all the time. That's we're, you know, as we're recording this, we're literally in the middle of hurricane season. And that is literally happening where wow. a hurricane doesn't exist five days ago. And then now people are getting battered by them. You know, th- wow. that happens. And we can't we can't always predict that with accuracy until you see co- sort of like the whites of your eyes in a sense sure. of, for certain storms. What's, we, we put our heart and soul into this. That's what, OK. Yeah, that's what it yeah. seems like. It seems like it, it is personal, which is very lovely and makes me really respect weather people way more actually oh. you think i would respect meteorologists just by knowing you but yeah, yeah. no i'm not respectable you don't know me. you're not you that's know true me. you're I'm not. not i'm not that great no. but uh yeah we do <laughs> like not all of us but i i would say a majority of us really do care and when we get it wrong like i take it personally when i get it wrong Bless like when it's heart. really off and i'm like oh my god i'm like sitting here i'm like sweating about it and like no one else in the world cares but me but like i'm like oh my god i said it was gonna be 70 it was like 50 today well like when that happens i'm like Uh, well also because but people also come for you so it's a little bit of like i don't want to deal with the fallout but we're back to the positive okay what is the best lesson that you have personally learned working in customer service you know and i think this is true anywhere in life but you really just don't know where people are coming from sometimes you know and so i think that's why and I have to learn, I'm still, this is a skill that I'm still learning every day, trying to be more patient and more kind. It's hard. It is hard. There's just so much you don't know. So that's probably the biggest thing. You know, people come in with bad attitudes and like they take it on you or, you know, they me tweet you or whatever, you know, sometimes you just got to be like, I don't know anything about that person's life. And they may be, they may be in an abusive relationship or they may be, you mm. know, just lost their job. You don't, I mean, I don't know. It's I try. Really I try. It's hard. It's so hard because people make it hard. People want it to be hard. I really do yeah. feel that way. They want mm-hmm. to push you because, yeah, they want the reaction. They want the, the interaction. They yeah. want. Some to... people are looking for fights. They really Always. are. Especially yes. now with the internet. Like, it's so cool. easy to just, like, troll someone, like, be a Twitter egg. Like, I was thinking talking about that the other day. Some Twitter egg was saying some smart Alec thing to me. And they wanted to get a rise yeah. out of me, you know. And yeah. it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's very frustrating. Okay, um, what's one piece of advice you would give to customer service or people? Well, Kate, what's one piece of advice you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? Yeah, just don't be a jerk. Just, I mean, I know, you know, on the flip side of that, like I was just talking about how when I deal with customers and viewers in a sense, like I don't know where they're coming from, you know, try to be, just be kind. And if we could just get that, I mean, so so much in the world would just be solved right away if Mm. we could just get to the other side of that. Just like, don't go out, don't take it out on them because people who are working customer service jobs probably aren't getting paid enough. Mm. They're dealing with crap from, a lot of them are dealing with crap from crappy managers and a lot of them are dealing with crap from crappy customers. There's just a lot of crap going around in the world. I mean, I remember I worked at McDonald's. When I worked at McDonald's, there was one manager, nobody liked her. She was just, she was, she had temper. She'd yell all the time. 
But you know what? I got along with her great. And it's because I just I was able to learn to not take it personally and know that like sometimes it's just there's probably some crap going on in her life that I, I don't know anything about. And I was like a 17 year old kid at the time. So my my life wasn't hard. So like just take it. Try to take it in stride. I know it's hard, but just try to be nice to these people who are working these jobs, who are giving you your food and like taking care of you when you go to a show or just like, mm-hmm. why do you got to be mean to them? Like you're trying to have a good time, like, or you're just, just trying to have a good day. Like don't even get out here with that negative. Be gone with you. Be gone with you for sure. Yeah. And if you, if you don't want to have a good time, don't go out. Right. Yeah. It's just okay. like. There's nights like, I don't want to have a good time. Yeah. Don't bother. Don't bother. Don't go. Yeah, it's okay. Don't do it. Just like if it's like people are mad at us on TV. Don't watch us. Turn the TV off or go to literally any of the thousands of other weather channels right. on yeah. the air right now. It's like I, you know, if you if you already decided you're not going to like me, then there's nothing I can do. You know, no. I'm 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 trying to do my best every day. Just that's all, that's all I can ask for. You know. Yeah, and you're not going to do backflips for someone. It's like you can't. You're not going to waste your time with someone who chooses to misunderstand you. It's right. just like okay, well then we just this is where we're at. Well, on that note, how can people get in touch with you, Chester? Do you want to give out your socials and website? Can yeah. people watch you on the Weather Report if they yeah, aren't in DC? And also, yeah. like, how is there a way to view you? If they're not out in the DMV. Right. Yeah. So if you don't live in the DMV, we are at WUSA9.com is the website for the company I work for. We're the CBS affiliate here in D.C. So those who are in this area, you can watch us on TV. But you can follow me on all the social except TikTok. Never TikTok. <laughs> I just said that like a cat. But yeah, no. you did. I heard it. <laughs> so did they. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm very easy to find. Chester Lampkin, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I have public pages for all of those things. And um, yeah, if you have weather questions, shoot me a question and I'll oh gosh, try to answer it. Like, I, it's kind of fun. It's it's like a mystery for me. Like, ask me about something weird and I'll try to look it up and learn something new. So, Oh, yeah. that's a cool challenge. All right, listeners, yeah. hit them up. And it's C-H-E-S-T-E-R-L-A-M-P-K-I-N. That's how you spell mm-hmm. Lampkin. Well, folks, we're going to drop your checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service from Hell, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends to listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to get in touch with us here at Service from Hell, send us your receipts at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, if you can't afford a tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thanks, Chester. This was so lovely. Thank you for all of your time. Yay, raw. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>